I do sometimes. I mean, I like to, I like to think of myself as a soldier who's going to get through it. And um, after over 30 years in this business, um, I have learned to tune out the noise and to focus on my work and focus on what matters in life. But there are times when what people say um, does get to me, and especially when um, I feel wrongly accused of something or seriously misunderstood. Um, I know it goes with the territory, but I'm not going to lie. It, it does bother me from time to time. So I guess that's what that song is about, that, that I can't always brush it off my shoulder, and sometimes I am wounded by things that people say. You're listening to MLVC, the Madonna podcast, your place where everybody goes to Hollywood. They want to make it in the neighborhood for all things Madonna Louise, Veronica Chacon. Hey guys, it's Tony, and why am I standing on a cloud every time you're around? Hmm? Hey guys, this is Michael Cooper coming at you from LA. Los Angeles is for people who sleep, which is what I'm going to do for the next month after the last few weeks of Madame X. Amazing. (laughs) (laughs) And hey everybody, it's Stefan. Thanks for joining us for another installment of the MLVC podcast. As you heard, today's guest is journalist Michael Cooper. Michael, welcome. Thank you. Welcome, welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be on the show. Uh, I love your guys' show and I'm so happy you guys are doing this. Oh, yeah. thanks, Mike. Well, thank you for doing this because I know you haven't had much sleep <laughs> in the last couple of days. And last couple, Michael, oh, I was just going to say last couple of weeks, but um, yeah, no, I, and I was also going to say you guys are a lifesaver in our awful LA traffic, so. <laughs> oh, oh, good nice. to know. Yeah, see, most of us, I think, listen to podcasts on the subway or walking, walking down the street. The street. Yeah. So we, we don't Michael walk is- here. <laughs> <laughs> Michael's been our eagle eye correspondent during the LA shows, and we're very excited to dive in and just get his take on everything that he has seen and heard. Yeah, uh, definitely. I it's it's definitely been an experience, and um, I I wanted to say also I I write for LA Weekly, and I have a a weekly column for them called Time for Tea. It's an LGBT like op ed column, and. Uh, I'm going to be writing all about my Madonna experience the last couple weeks, um, including being on this podcast. So definitely check that out on LA Weekly's website. Oh yeah, definitely. We will uh, we will make sure to plug the article and we'll send we'll drop a link in our Instagram and uh, make sure everyone can check it out because obviously time for tea. You know, I mean, people just need to look it up. <laughs> exactly. Um, cool. So yeah. So I'm, what do you guys want to know? Do you have any like specific questions or should I just start talking? Oh, we will get to Madonna at the Wiltern in a moment okay. because we know we have heard some stories on the East coast about that. But I, I do think before we get into all of that, let's, let's do a little bit of this week in Chaconi. <laughs> Yes, not a week goes by without something happening something. in the world of Madonna, and uh, couldn't be happier about it, to be honest. Yeah, I know. God God forbid she goes into hibernation. So what do you have this week, Stefan, that uh, piqued your interest? Well, I, I did want to talk about uh, Madonna on L'Officiel, Italia. Yeah, I, I saw that. My accents are, my accents are all <laughs> over the place. Uh, I don't <laughs> I, I should do it like a faux British accent like Madonna. Um, yeah, I need to get my ass down to Iconic Magazines on Mulberry Street and get me a copy of L'Officiel. I'm sure it's going to be $25, but, you know, yeah. worth every Madonna Wait, I have a question. Yeah. Do, 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 yeah. do you yes. guys know, is the article in English or Italian? 
Oh, it doesn't matter. The photos. No, are I great. know, I know. No, I'm, I'm obviously <laughs> buying it for the photos for sure. But I'm just curious if, like, will I be able to read the article? I'm I'm sure it's in Italian. Um, Stefan, you know, when Madonna did that really sexy midnight photo shoot at Columbus Circle, yes, we were wondering when those were going to roll out. I think these are it. Some of, I some think of, it's yeah. some of. Well, but yeah, I think um, when Donatella was in for Pride Week, and that must be when they interviewed yeah. her. Um, gorgeous photos. Oh yeah, I, 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 Ricardo is knocking it out of the park with his photos of her. I mean, God, God bless him. I don't know how he landed that job. Madonna, if you need another photographer, Stefan's here. Yeah, Stefan's here. <laughs> I, you know, and, I take and beautiful he, photographs. He and, also <laughs> loves black and white, and we know you do too. Yeah, seriously. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that it'll. I, I mean, I loved all the pictures. I thought very interestingly, and I'm assuming this will probably be in the article as well. Um, there's that picture of her kissing. What I is it, I forget his name. Is it her boyfriend? Are we I, I calling think it's him his her boyfriend. boyfriend. Um, is it Malik or Michael? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I know. I, I don't know which one that the rumor is that she's dating. But yeah, I heard about that. Like, it's the one she's always walking out of the mm-hmm. uh, the the stage door with. I don't. I forget his name. Yeah, I know. People listening will, are going to trash me online saying Stefan doesn't know his madonna facts or whatnot we get bashed all the time oh, whatever. Well, I mean, whatever, whatever people for anyone that's seen the madame x show he's kind of like her her man you know he's like the top dancer that you know when you know in i don't search i find um in, not her lift man though no not her lift man he he may have other talents <laughs> <laughs> right and as we've said many times before we do not trade in salacious gossip here on the mlb no podcast, we don't so. we don't speculate we no. just you know he's on stage and we were just wondering we what, we, we what see a picture yeah. we 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 report yeah it. that's and, it. exactly and, we're very factual here <laughs> i mean and, all, and while we're talking oh God. i was just gonna say honestly i could i could care less who she's dating like uh, it's, if she's getting some great like and if you know it, it affect, if it impacts her music great but like i don't really care who she's dating i agree with michael cooper i just want her to be happy and i want her to get a goddamn night's sleep you know <laughs> well with a young man like that in her bed she, that's why she's not sleeping <laughs> well speaking about madame x shows there is a huge rumor going around this week that there's going to be more dates added to uh what's already been uh you know, confirmed. So we've got Madrid, Berlin, and Naples, Napoli, which are the uh, rumored upcoming dates. What do you guys think? Has she ever done? I don't think she's ever been to Naples before, has she? I don't think so either. I mean, I'll have to check Ciao Italia's, uh, you know, because she went all over Italy for Who's That Girl? But I, it, Napoli doesn't sound like well, a destination might, for anyone. <laughs> it could be that they don't have a large enough venue, like a huge stadium there, but they might have a super small venue yeah. that she could do. How, how many seats is the Will Turn, Michael? It's 1,800. So it's actually the smallest, yeah, it's the smallest theater on this tour, unless, unless any of these that she adds are smaller. <laughs> mm-hmm. Can you imagine, though, if it was smaller than that? Yeah, I mean, and I'm wondering why Naples and not Rome, but then every time she goes to Rome, there's always a problem. The Vatican always yeah. tries to kick her out again, <laughs> you know? Like, I think she's been excommunicated like 50 times at this point. It's like, what's the point? But Madrid and Berlin pick, they, you know, they make perfect sense because they both have historical, you know, theaters that she could, you know, plant herself in for a week or so and, um, you know, blow everybody's mind. So let's hope that those rumors are true. Michael, do you have plans to see Madonna in Europe? <laughs> no, I do not. <laughs> no? Oh, so no Lisbon, no London, no Paris? Um, unless something happens to my bank account between now and then, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll keep checking. Because, yes. you know, I'm, I'm hoping the same thing will happen to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, you know? I mean, you know, if I win the lottery, sure, I'll, I'll, I'll go to Lisbon. <laughs> 
I know. I'm kind of thinking, I'm like, there's not enough time to enter the lottery for those tickets and then fly oh. over. Cause like <laughs> you literally only find, I'm well, actually depending on where you're going mm-hmm. and what time she goes on, you probably could take a early morning, a late night flight, fly overnight and then land and go to the show. You'd probably be jet lagged as all hell. But. And, and also a last minute plane ticket would not be cheap. Like Correct, that would kind of offset the, uh, <laughs> the the ticket price. Well, that's why you're supposed to buy the Polaroid <laughs> in the in a U.S. show and then sell it off, and then you could get like a plane ticket. <laughs> I, I did try going for the Polaroid, but uh, I'll, I'll get to, we'll get to that. All right. Well, then let's just start at the very beginning. Uh, tell us about your uh, Madame X experience in Los Angeles because we are all dying to know. So yeah, I, you know, I've been listening to you guys and I've been, you know, looking at her Instagram. So I sort of went in half knowing what to expect and I still felt that I didn't, you know, I I was like blown away basically. And even though I knew so much going in, there was still so, so much that I didn't know. And then also, you know, things didn't play out the way I imagined them. So it was, I thought it was great. And I thought it was actually kind of fun to do that without, you know, having people film it and, you know, looking at clips on YouTube and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you were going into it slightly knowledgeable, but a little blind. Right. Exactly. And I thought that was kind of cool. Um, so I, I had planned to go two nights. I, I bought tickets for two different nights. One of them I did VIP because I'm like, you know, why not just go all out? Cause you're that bitch, right? right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but then, um, so those two dates were the Saturday, November 23rd show and the Wednesday, November 20th show. Um, but then I won the, uh, Madonna lottery to, for the $10 tickets. Um, so I actually went to the Thursday show before that, like on her first week here. Um, mm-hmm. so, so the first show I went was that Thursday and then, um, Stefan actually was, uh, was texting me and he was like, you should have your friends sign up. And I was like, Oh, duh. So, (laughs) so I started texting them and then a friend of my want, a friend of mine won as well. So then I got to go to another $10 like show. <laughs> so See, now you're part of our club. Cause yeah. you know, we both went. That's twice how you, you got to do it. Now people were like, yeah. how are you going to this many shows? I'm like, because you enter the lottery. And oh my God. Someone slid into my DMS and called me a rich bitch. And I was like, excuse me. <laughs> Spending ten dollars on a show makes me rich. I mean, I mean, we did buy two nights, and yes, we we paid a pretty penny for them. And that's why Tony's eating nothing but like dried rice and drinking water. I mean, look, we you you see you hear the glamorous side of our Madonna lives, but you don't see us like sleeping, you know, in like like very thin flannel sheets and, um, <laughs> with no heat on. I mean, it's, it's rough people. It but, is rough, but let, let's talk about the glamor and <laughs> you know, the, the glitz of Hollywood, the glitz of Hollywood <laughs> and Michael Cooper and the will turn theater. Okay. So how did you love the will turn? Is it beautiful? It looks beautiful from the outside. Yeah, it, it's super beautiful. Um, I've seen a bunch of shows there. I've seen, uh, I saw Robin there like years and years ago, like maybe 2008. Um, I saw, I just saw Carly Rae Jepsen there in August um, so it, it's a good venue. I like the venue a lot. Um, usually there are no seats, but obviously for Madame X there, there were seats put in. Um, and oh, really? It's usually like standing room. Oh yeah. It's usually all GA in the orchestra and then, um, seats in the balcony. Oh, oh. interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
So, so they put in seats and, and basically the way the will turn is in the orchestra, there's like different levels and there's maybe about five levels and each level has, you know, seven or so rows of seats. Um, so basically it's, you can't really get up to the stage easily unless you're in the very front section. Mm -hmm. Um, they, they actually stop you. So I, I did try to go for the Polaroid, uh, in the show last night and, um, they, they literally asked me before I got to the, the section in front of me how much I had. And mm -hmm. since I didn't have more than the current person talking to her, they didn't let me down. So, oh, you should have just, um, li just lied. I know, right? I'm <laughs> but then Madonna well, would have yelled at yeah, you. But exactly. But then what a great story. Mm -hmm. Madonna yelled at me because I lied. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... Uh, yeah, and then um, the the $10 tickets were in the balcony, and uh, I actually liked that I was able to see it from the balcony and see it first from the balcony because I wouldn't have gotten that sort of perspective otherwise. And I, I right. feel like I kind of understood her her vision a little bit more seeing it from far away before I saw it from up close. Yeah, it's. I have been telling people like, I mean, Tony and I, our first show, we were like fourth row, mm -hmm. and when you see it from that close up, you're watching her. You're yeah, not, exactly. You're not watching. You're not watching the show. It's impossible to take everything in because Madonna is like ten feet away from you, and you're just fixated on her for most. Except, except when the Batucaderas come down, then <laughs> oh then your Tony's focus was all about them. Um, oh my, that was, was that was amazing. Out. Hold on, pet peeve though, I. I don't like that. She, so I love that she explains who they are because obviously, except for like people like us, they don't, people don't know. But right when the, those words come on the screen is when they start coming into the theater and then no one is looking at the screen anymore to, to mm -hmm. see who they are. So I'm like, I wish she had done it like a second before they came in. But anyway. Mm. Yeah. But um, yeah. It's, so when you see her up close, you know, if you have a good seat, it's great because then you see Madonna. But I loved, I did, I had balcony seats and I got to see the expanse of the show and you get to see things that you wouldn't see up close. Right, like the projection for Frozen is just so clear and so huge and beautiful. And yeah, yes. you, do you do need some distance to be able to um, really take that in and, and, you know, and cry like a baby like I did. Oh my God, I did too. So, so I, <laughs> let, let me tell you about my my, my Frozen experience. Please, <laughs> yeah. Oh, and oh we're not God. talking about Disney's Frozen people, okay? We, no, which frozen. I saw yesterday and I liked. By frozen the way, I, yes, I do recommend it. I liked it. Oh. Um, the only there's, Frozen there's, that I know is in a desert with a black wig. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's some uh, LGBT stuff in in Frozen Two Disney, but anyway, that's <gasps> for Anna a lesbian. Is Anna a lesbian? <laughs> Well, uh, wait. Who's they, who's who's the fro who's the one that has the powers? That's Anna, right? Elsa. 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 Oh, Elsa. Elsa. I'm gonna kill you, yes. Elsa. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, okay. Well, okay, yeah. And uh, we as we digress. Yeah. So okay. So basically, Frozen. So you know, obviously, I had heard about it, and I had even seen she the clip she posted on her Instagram was like a couple days before I went. So like, I had even seen that little clip, but um, I was not prepared. <laughs> I basically. I, I was in the the balcony. It was my first show, and I, I even went to that show sober. So you, I can't even blame alcohol for for this. <laughs> um, but basically, and, and also by the way, and this is no judgment on you, Tony. I don't cry at concerts. 
Um, I, I've never cried at a Madonna concert before. I've, there's only one other concert I can think of that I cried at, and it was a Lady Gaga concert. Don't judge me. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> no, but, no, no judgment. I've cried in two concerts as well, uh, Madame X and Celine Dion in Las Vegas. Ah, I've, oh. I've always wanted to see her. I haven't seen her. But anyway, um, so so yeah, so I don't like cry every concert or and I've never cried at a Madonna concert before. But yeah, basically, I was sitting there watching Frozen and everyone knows what it is. Everyone knows how beautiful it is. And I'm going to try and explain what was going through my mind. So if I sound crazy, please let me know. But basically what I was thinking and what made me so emotional was I was a fan when that song came out, you know, as you guys were. Um, and I just remember thinking like that, you know, Lourdes was one years old when that song came out. Um, and then I just started thinking about like the Ray of Light album and I started thinking about Little Star and it just made me think like, you know, I was around then when she was like a baby and, but I was a kid then too. I was like 11 years old or something when, um, Ray of Light came out and, you know, like obviously it, it was very different for me then. I didn't, you know, know I was gay. I wasn't out or anything like that. But, um, you know, I just, I would had such strong feelings for Madonna, but anyway, so I, it just got me emotional because it took me to a place of like, you know, wow, it's been such a long time. And like, Mm -hmm. look at her daughter's all grown up and like, I'm all grown up Mm -hmm. and I'm, but I'm still here, like listening to Madonna sing Frozen. And like, it just, I just like, I had this connection to her. I had this connection to like my childhood, my past. And it just, it just got me. And I like was ugly crying. Oh, that's that's great. Michael, you know why that resonated with you so much? Why? Because life is a circle. Exactly. <laughs> no, I, I, I was like posting on Instagram about it. And I was like, I literally, that line came into my head and I was like, I can't do it. I can't say that. <laughs> That's why I said but, it. <laughs> yes. But, um, but anyway, so uh, yeah, I was like, I was ugly crying and especially the, the part where um, they do the close up on her hand and it says mom, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like, that that and that still gets me like and every other time i i see it it like it's so touching um but yeah that first night i didn't even like i didn't even enjoy come alive because i was still in my head from frozen <laughs> yeah like, <laughs> i hear yeah yeah because uh, it's you needed some space to sort of like recover and there it just like launched right into that joyous uplifting number and you were just like not, right. not in the headspace for it Right, which is probably why she did that. But I was like, oh, I wish she went into like future because I don't care as much about that. Like, <laughs> that's not as fun to like, like, you know, I want to like come alive during come alive. But I was just like frozen. Ha ha ha. No, but, but pun, pun intended. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, but you know what? And I think that's what's great about Madonna as an artist in you know, us as fans is some people resonate with some things that she does and other people resonate with other things. And, you know, like where you were when certain music came out or where you were doing when you discovered her or, you know, like it, it all sort of like everyone can take away from it what they will, you know, like, and some people don't necessarily like the Madame X tour. They, you know, they, they wish that she would have done stadium or whatnot. But I think if you see the show and you have great experiences, you know, this is a, it's a very different Madonna. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I've, I've said it before is that when you hear the Madame X album, it's one thing, it's, it's, it's a work in itself. But then when you see it in the context of the show, it's, it's a complete, you know, 
180. It's 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 just it's another journey you're going on with Madonna, and I'm so grateful for it. You know. Yeah. No. Totally. I 100% agree with that. I remember you guys saying that, and you know, there there are definitely songs that I didn't love on the album that I loved live, and then I just I thought that so many of the live versions just made the songs come alive. Like, mm-hmm. um, especially like, like killers who are partying mm-hmm. and crazy, like all those songs, like I kind you know, I liked them, but I wasn't like crazy about them. But then like seeing them live, I just thought was beautiful. I thought the whole thing was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like, like it's, you know, I, I'm glad that no one had their phones, but it, in my opinion, like, I feel like you could take a picture at any point during the show and it would be a beautiful picture. Cause it's just, such a like amazing show to look at mm-hmm. i yeah i like that they don't have a, it's the you know a no phone policy at all the shows mm-hmm. but at the same time i feel like if there were more recordings of it out there people would be more inclined to go they might understand mm-hmm. what what they're in for yeah a little bit more right. you know like yeah you yeah totally like even my friends like who i, I went with last night vip they were asking me like they were like so does she just like stand and sing the whole time? I was like, no, like it's a, it's a full show. I mean, has um, she ever? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, so tell us your other impressions uh, of the show. Um, yeah. Like what were other favorite yeah. members of yours? Um, what else? You know what? I actually, I need to give uh, props to, I, I feel like no one has, I haven't heard people talk about rescue me enough. Obviously, I'm disappointed she didn't actually sing it. Yes, we, but we, I try thought not, that, we don't talk about that on the podcast. <laughs> we, we were so excited I, for it, and then it was killed, and we were just we we've still we still I, mourn the loss of Rescue Me a little bit. But the dance break right. is, and, is performance art. Dance break is heaven. yes, yes, yes. I like so that that was exactly what I was going to say. Like that, I thought that was amazing, um, and and I, I enjoy seeing that every time. Um, I honestly like I loved like a prayer that's like a prayer is probably my all-time favorite song mm-hmm. period um so hearing it hearing it in kind of you know its original form yeah. and with the video in the background I thought that was amazing honestly did you notice how the um, videos queued up to the to the vocals the live vocals yes because you said it in <laughs> the other episode and I'm gonna keep on saying it fans <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, so I love like a prayer. I, honestly, I was trying to think of all the times I've seen like a prayer live and I think this is probably my favorite. Hmm. Um, I, I was not fortunate enough to be at the blonde ambition tour. So, oh, well, um, you know, it's an age thing. You were probably too young. Yeah. yeah I, w- I was four. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, you could have still gone. Oh, what a loser. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I think I, you know, I liked it better than reinvention tour for sure. Um, the, I, I enjoyed the MDNAs like a prayer, but I think I like this one better. Um, but yeah, uh, I did want to talk about though. It was interesting seeing her in a theater environment because first of all, she can hear people like shouting, you know, mm-hmm. like that's not the case in, in an, in an arena or a stadium. Um, so some of the things people shouted and some of her answers I thought were amazing. Like, um, someone shouted at her to sing something. I didn't even hear what they asked her to sing. And her response was something along the lines of like, don't tell me what to fucking sing at my show. Um, so, so I thought that was kind of funny. Um, and then the other thing is that I feel like people didn't know whether to sit or stand. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> um, here we go. I, yeah, I'm used to I'm used to standing at a Madonna concert, right? Mm-hmm. Um, sure, maybe for like a couple slow songs I'll sit, or when she's you know changing. But I'm used to standing the whole time, and I feel like people 
thought that since it was a theater show, you know, kind of like, like a Broadway show that you're supposed to sit. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, there were definitely times. um, So when I was in the balcony, I was mostly sitting the whole time. Um, I did get up for a couple songs, but you know, I didn't want to block people and stuff. I'm also like really tall. (laughs) Um, But uh, I thought I had thought that when I got down to the orchestra, people, more people would be standing and I was surprised that they weren't. Um, And then in fact, my friend and I on the Wednesday show were standing at one point and I could hear like the people in back of me making some noises. <laughs> um, so I like looked back at them and then I sat down and then they were like, Oh my God, thank you. Hmm. Um, like you were blocking me. But and the thing that I thought was weird though, is they were wearing like Madonna shirts. Like they were clearly fans. It wasn't like they were just some, you know, like casual random fans who, you know, were just not into it. They were into it and stuff. They just, wanted to sit <laughs> well i'm so i'm gonna um, i'm gonna play devil's advocate for a moment and just be like you know what it's 12 30 at night maybe they're tired and they just want to sit down but the reality no, the, re- exactly. the reality is come on people it's mm-hmm. a it's a madonna show yeah. if you want to get up and dance get up and dance but don't poo poo people who want to do that you know what i mean like if you want to sit fine but let people get up and dance if they want. Really, all you want to do is dance and sing, get up and do your thing. Mm-hmm. But when people are, you know, saying like, please sit down, it's kind of hard to do that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, and again, like, I don't, no one actually asked me to sit down. I just saw from their like body language and heard for, you know, their muttering mm-hmm. kind of thing. And so I did sit down because like, I don't want to ruin their experience either. That was um, very nice of but, you, Michael. Yeah, my, thank you. <laughs> but my, I mean, my natural reaction is like, if I, said what I was thinking would to be was to say like, why don't you stand up too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, seriously. Get the fuck out, bitch. Yeah, I've I've yeah, been getting could, reports from uh friends of mine in LA that have gone to the show this week. And yeah, there I mean there have been like shouting matches and you know, like I'll see you outside after the show kind of stuff. And and I've I've never experienced that at a Madonna show. I mean maybe in confessions there were a couple of drunk guys that went to my seat thinking it was theirs. And I said, did you fight them, Tony? Well, I I raised my voice and then they called security and security was looking at their ticket with the flashlight. And then he's just like shaking his head. Don't mess with Tony. I was like, at a Madonna (laughs) show. Yeah. Especially when she's about to come for you, especially when there's a disco ball coming from the ceiling. Don't mess with me. Do not step to him. He will stick you and sweet your ass. But other than that, other than that, you know, Madonna show is like an oasis of peace and love. Wouldn't you yes. say? Tranquility yeah. people. No, no, totally. Same. And, and I think for the most part, I did experience that there. I, I talked to some really cool people. Um, I think honestly, I think, you know what the problem is? Cause I, there was a lot of like shouting and a little bit of heckling and stuff like that. Not so much of Madonna, but like of like the Polaroid person or the beer bitch or whatever. Um, but I think it's that people maybe n- don't know or don't think that she's actually going to go on as late as she did. Which, by the way, since Vegas, she has not gone on after 1045. So I think she oh, learned her lesson from really? that. Yeah, she, she, she has not been on past 11 for sure at any L.A. show. Huh. That, that's yeah. great. Maybe <laughs> there was like a directive all the way down from Guy Oziri saying, you need to get on stage on time yeah bono guys here <laughs> took a break from bono and got on the phone with madonna and was like ring ring hello no that that's great because i mean we never you know the nights that we went we had absolutely no clue one what time it was and b what time she came on yeah you know yeah so i i my my opinion is that people are just like bored they don't even you know have their cell phones and so they're just drinking and so by the time 
the actual concert starts, they're a little rowdy, mm-hmm. like rowdier than at a, at a normal Madonna concert. Right, they've drank so much because um, mm-hmm. they haven't been on their phone Facebooking. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, so there were definitely people shouting. At one of the shows I was at, there was a guy, like a few rows in back of me, who was like, he he had this like deep, deep voice, and he was like shouting lyrics like along with her like to the point where like i heard him more than oh, her geez. um but like you know i'm i'm fine with that like let him have his fun but you know it's definitely like you know oh this he's he was clearly drunk mm-hmm. <laughs> um but uh listen michael his yeah, inside otherwise... voice may sound just like madonna <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> as um, mine does but anyway <laughs> yeah yeah, all, all of ours. So right? let's talk about um, since we're talking about drinks, let's talk about the beer bitch on the night on the nights that you went. Yes. So, which by the way, I the whole beer bitch thing I find a little bit strange because since there are no screens or anything, I feel like everyone is just except if you're sitting right mm-hmm. there is a little bit lost yeah. <laughs> as to what's going it, on. I think the um, only like change I would make to that is she should bring somebody on the edge of the stage. So at least yeah. everyone in the audience yeah. can see who she's talking to. Um, right. You know, like it would just seem a little bit more part of the show then. Because, yeah, exactly. The only reason we were able to see her was because we were directly behind her. Oh, my God. I could see her wig. <laughs> it's a damn good wig, too. Um, yeah. Well, I was Last night, I was like, I was maybe seven or eight rows from the stage. So I was maybe like four rows behind four or five rows behind her for the the beer bitch last night but um i was there the night that kim kardashian was the beer Ooh. bitch um <laughs> yeah exa- she, exactly famous? i think she's an influencer um, <laughs> right doesn't she have like some i think she's got a couple followers on instagram i think she has a tv show but um i do know that her sister is a, a long time i mean an actual all-time long-time madonna fan which one though? Because she was there with yeah, Courtney. Yeah, Courtney is the the one who who brought Madonna to her life. Is that the one that just sold all of her like no, her no, investment no. in that makeup company? Or no, whatnot? I think Courtney's the oldest one. Um, I don't watch the show. So. I I remember reading a story that um, when they lived in Malibu, Madonna was shooting a video, and I think it was uh, Cherish, and it was near their house. And Courtney and Kim went and watched the shooting of the video from the sidelines, and then afterwards, Madonna gave her like. Bangle or a bracelet or something. How, how old were they when well, they saw this? Uh, like ten? No, yeah, like between ten and fifteen. Lucky bitches. I know. So, Mad- so Madonna talked to her about. I she they were talking about how they used to be neighbors. That's what it was. Then um, yeah, they were neighbors in Malibu. Yeah. Oh, lucky them. Yeah, and yeah, and so they were talking about that, and um, <laughs> and then Madonna goes, and my friend and I thought this was shade. I I hope it was shade, <laughs> but Madonna goes. At the very end, when she's talking to Kim, she goes something like, "You know, I remember when you were, when you and your sisters used to be my dog walkers." Oh, honey! <laughs> oh my god! What yeah. was it like? Their part-time job out of school? You know, like they needed to like, <laughs> instead well, of allowance, they had to walk dogs. Well, it reminded me. Have you heard Paris Hilton talk about how uh-huh. Kim used to like get paid to organize her closet or whatever? Same shade, different so, day. Yeah, like <laughs> exactly. But like, it didn't it didn't come across as super shady cause they were like reminiscing about, you know, when they live, when they were neighbors. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of like, you know, segued very nicely into Madonna. I was like, yeah, when you used to walk mm-hmm. my dogs. Like, she seems very preoccupied um, this tour with people and the jobs that they do. Like I've noticed her, like the clips that you hear of her talking to the beer bitch or the people buying the Polaroids. She's always asking them what their mm-hmm. job is. And she's oh, yeah, very yeah. unsettled 
with Maybe, some of the jobs. I think Madonna's looking for a <laughs> yeah, career change. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there was a one of the beer. I, I can't remember if it was the Polaroid or the beer bitch, but um, well, because you really can't uh, see he, either of them. Right. Uh, he said he his job. I mean, it's L.A. He said his job, and I, no no judgment for me. I, my day job is working. I work at a studio, uh, like as, as an office job. But his job was an award strategist, um, <laughs> and she did not like that. She basically was like, "You need to find a more fulfilling career." What, but I wonder, like, what in her mind she actually thinks people are doing for a living? Like, does she just think that? everyone's like independently wealthy and yeah. just happens to come to the show. It's- yes. No, she does. She, she literally thinks I charge so much money that everyone rich, here yeah. is, is rich. Like, cause she, I'm, I'm sure you guys have heard before too. Like she, when people would go up for the Polaroid, she literally would be like, how much did you pay for these tickets? Mm-hmm. I know you can afford more. <laughs> um, no, we emptied <laughs> our bank like, account I, to come here, Madonna. So we have no more money. Right. No, I, yeah, if it was me, I was gonna be like, no, that's why I can't afford yeah. more. Um, but uh, yeah, she. Um, what was I gonna say? Yeah, she. The job thing. Um, she actually said uh, one of the shows. Someone was like, their job was like a, they they purchase internet domains or something. Like they buy and sell internet domains. And her response to that was, you know, you guys should really start making jobs up. Like tell, tell me you're like a marine biologist or something because your jobs are really boring. Note to future (laughs) um, Polaroid purchasers, come up with a really good job. Well, so I was going to tell her when she asked if, if I had made it up for the Polaroid and she asked me what I did, I was going to tell her that I was a spy in the house of love and that I was like a cha-cha dancer <laughs> and a head of state and an equestrian. And, and so that's what, that was what I was going to tell her, but I would uh, say, I would say to her, you know, this is, I work in a very glamorous office. My name is Louise Oriel and I'd like you to leave, <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, what else? Uh, so yeah, Kim Kardashian, uh, the show last night, it was someone from who worked on Madame X with her. I actually was going to look up who it was, but I haven't had the I chance to. I wonder if to. it was Mike Dean, um, but we'll, we'll, we'll find out, I'm sure. No, it was not. It, his name wasn't Mike. If you said his name, I would remember it. But um, he had worked on Madame X with her and she had knew, uh, known him. And it's so funny because you can, you can tell when she knows someone and when right. she doesn't. Because again, like you can't really... I didn't know it was Kim Kardashian for like a couple minutes, honestly, because I couldn't well, see. It could have been anybody, um, really. She, who, right. And and she did say her name was Kim at the beginning, but like people were shouting so much. I couldn't, I didn't even mm-hmm. hear that. So like, well, Kim, like as she Kim was talking. A, you know, like, it's not like a, her name's Madonna. And you'd be like, oh my God, she's talking to Madonna. Right. It's like, it could be Kim. <laughs> Kim who? Kim Kim Kardashian? Kim Fields? Is Kim it, Possible? Is it, is it Tootie, from the, is it Kim, Tootie yeah. from the Facts of Life? Like, what Kim are we talking? Kim Kim Cattrall <laughs> from Sex and the City? Like, who? Oh, I wish I it was Kim been brilliant. That would have been so much more fun than Kim so, Kardashian. So yeah, I got a report that on um, Thursday, Katy Perry, who was a, a collaborator on a photo shoot for V Magazine with Madonna a couple of years ago, was the beer bitch. And... You know, I, I heard the banter, and it was kind of like, um, "Are did you guys rehearse this? Because it sounds really stiff." Really? Know? Because uh, so I actually haven't heard it. I have to go look it up now. But uh, I th- look yeah, it up. Look it up. Uh, I thought the the <laughs> the Kim one was I was kind of blah too. Like honestly, the the most memorable memorable part for me was the dog walker thing. But her actual conversation with Kim, I thought, was pretty boring. But I also think Kim is pretty boring. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Maybe they need to shake up um, 
the the beer bitch segment because I you know I feel like when it was happening in Brooklyn it was very fresh and we didn't really know what to expect but now everyone knows what to expect wouldn't you say yeah and and honestly like I was saying it's hard to it's hard for like most of the theater to even know what's going on. Um, but it's mm-hmm. funny because again, as you don't know what's going on in the beginning, like I can tell right from her, the first like word she says, if she knows the person or if they're a stranger, because she is so much nicer mm-hmm. to the people she knows. Like she's, she's very, <laughs> like she, when she started talking to Kim before I knew it was Kim, she was like so warm. And I was like, who is this person? She has to know her. Right. And I was like, Oh Yeah. It's her dog walker. <laughs> yeah, her, her dog walker got. Oh, that that she said that too. Uh, Madonna goes. She goes. Oh, I love what you're wearing to Kim. And she goes. It's nice that someone in the front row dressed up. <laughs> oh, well, well, well. Yeah. Well, it's recently come to my attention that uh, VIP ticket holders get a book. Yes, we yes, got it. Oh, my God, we got it last We saw you flaunting that on Instagram. Okay, you need to tell us all about that I right want now. a page-by-page rundown. Yeah. Oh, my God. If you could just do a story of every page <laughs> in the book. I know, I know. I was like, when I got this last night, I was like, shit, I'm going to have to devote like a half a day to like filming this for the fans. because. <laughs> Wait, so did they they gave it to you when you got yeah, there? Yeah, so I guess I don't know if this happened Thursday. I know earlier in the week when I was there, it was still like, you know, VIP ticket holders will get their gift mailed. Um yeah. and so, you know, we go and we check in yesterday, we get like our laminate and stuff, and then they go, Do you want your book now? Or do you or no, they go, Do you want to take your book to your car or are you gonna take it into the venue? And I was like, What book? You're like, yeah. What book? They yeah. go, they go, Oh, they're new. Uh, part of the VIP is uh, a coffee table book. And I was like, shut the fuck up. Um, I'm going to slap you. Damn, so damn. it's, it's hardcover. It's like about the size of the sex book. Um, it's, it's, <sighs> it's sealed with wax. Like there's a, it, Oh, right. The little Madame X yeah, symbol. I saw yeah, that. Um, and then inside it's, it's amazing actually. Like there's all of the like Madame X photo shoots. There's lyrics, there's costume sketches for the tour. There's concept sketches for the stage for the tour. Um, Tony is literally pulling his hair out. Right I'm now. shaking my head right now. I have the biggest fear <laughs> of missing out on that. He's, book he's right grabbing now. my hand. Hold on, Tony. <laughs> no, honestly, like oh, man, honestly, part of the reason I got VIP is because I thought that Rebel Heart book that they sent as the VIP gift last tour was so cool. Like, I don't know if you guys remember it, but like, it, oh, I have my own copy. Yeah. Tony just found out. I about just this. found out about it, and I'll be getting one in the next week. Okay, Watch. yeah. So, yeah. like, I was like. She, damn, she kind of does it like she does it right. She does right by the fucking VIP gift. And I was like, if she, if it's anything like Rebel Heart, I want it. So that was like half the reason I even got VIP. Um, and, uh, and she did not disappoint. I was like literally like dazed, tired and, you know, drunk and high last night at like four in the morning looking at this book. And I was like, damn, like, this is really nice. I, I'm really happy with it. <laughs> Well, if any of your VIP friends don't want their copy, feel yeah. free to ship, yeah, right. ship it east. <laughs> so one of them gave me a second one. <gasps> nice. Well, hold on to hold that. Hold on yeah. to it. Because, sell it, sell yeah. it for no, a no, profit. No, you can, see, I'm not gonna, you can go to Naples now. <laughs> yeah, you can go to Napoli. I, I'm not going to sell it, but I, I do because I am like, you know, I'm such a big fan and I'm so OCD about my Madonna stuff. I do 
I wanted the second one because I want to keep like it sealed within the wax and stuff. Yeah. So I have one to like look through and one to like keep sealed. No, exactly. That's what we all wish we would have done with, with the, the sex, sex book. book. Yeah. yeah. No, biggest regret of my life is not getting multiple copies of that book. Um, I, I have one, but obviously Literally. not from 1992 because I don't think my parents yeah. would have bought me that <laughs> well it's from 1992 yeah. you just didn't right i didn't purchase it in 1992, it in 1992. <laughs> your parents didn't like the idea that a 10 year old should have a sex right book. but what's funny <laughs> is uh since i've liked madonna since then um i actually got it as a birthday present from a high school friend when i was like 15 which my parents weren't too happy about either um but <laughs> but better than <laughs> better than 10 <laughs> yeah well i mean look what happened to my original sex book um i went away to college and my brother was in boarding school and I found out that he had taken the book apart. He had <laughs> ripped out the, the spiral oh. and posted the, the dirtiest photos all over his dorm wall. And of course, you know, got in trouble with the principal and, uh, you know, they were ripped off the wall. And oh I, God, just, I the whole, just the whole scenario makes me crazy. You should tell him to <laughs> track down uh, unsealed or a sealed sex book and <laughs> just to make it, it up to me. Yes. You know? Yeah, It'll, everything will be fine with our Spend family. Spend the money, brother, yeah. and find me. Yeah, one. those pages are not to be put on the wall. No, <laughs> they're to like you have a private time viewing with those. <laughs> and we all know how difficult that spiral is, as it is. You yeah, know? Uh, it's yeah, it's not well, but that's mm-hmm. actually I like that they've changed her books over time, and like they've gotten much smarter and much better. Like I'd be curious to see what the sex book would look like if she did like sex at 65. <laughs> well, you know that, that might be coming. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I would actually love that. Uh, one of the biggest missed opportunities is that the sex book was going to have a paperback release. And after the backlash, Madonna decided not to do it. And there was still a book deal in place. So that's why that girly show hardcover oh, you know, I, tour book came out. Yeah. She had, I never knew that. I'm kind of glad. I don't think the sex book should have been a paperback. <laughs> like a, can you imagine a pocket paper? Yeah, like what? <laughs> um, it would have been like Madonna's Harlequin novel. Mm-hmm. Speaking of miss, but yeah, speaking know, of missed opportunity, I actually love the set list because I'm a big. I like Madame X, but I the only disappointment I had was I really wanted. I thought it would have been perfect to have some song from Confessions there, like between God Control and the Crave remix. I thought it would have fit in somewhere perfectly, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. I was thinking, you know, I've been listening to Get Together a lot for some reason. Shocking. <laughs> I think Get Together would have been really good in there. Um, I'm not saying Future should have been taken out, but I think I would support Future that. could. <laughs> but I do think that it could be replaced on some dates yeah, with, with a song from Yes, and it would you know? it would be perfect to, like, to go from that into Crave. like. Mm-hmm. Um, so, or you could even do Isaac. You could even like, you know. Well, so I had a little thought the other day. As I, strangely enough, I do think about Madonna when I'm not podcasting, and <laughs> I, um, I thought, I know, shocking. I thought, wouldn't it have been wonderful if we had gotten like the journey of Madonna to make this album? So, like, she could have front loaded maybe like the first ten minutes of the show with just like bits and pieces of all of her old hits that she wants to throw in Mm -hmm. to sort of like show this is what she was doing. This is what Madame X was doing prior Mm -hmm. to the album. And then Madame X, the shit out of the show. And then that sort of like shows where she's gotten to. And I don't know, it was a fleeting thought. I just was, it was a way for me to think of her cramming some more hits. in. yeah, I mean, I, I told my friends that I was going with, I was like, look, I, this is not a greatest hits tour. This is the Madame X tour. So, uh, expect to hear a lot of Madame X. (laughs) 
Um, yeah. Which I'm fine with, but yeah, I, I get that, you know, more casual fans don't like that as much, <laughs> but I love confessions. So mm. I was dying to hear something from confessions, especially because I feel like there hasn't been a good version of any confession song live in a really long time. Yeah. What song would she have done off of confessions considering the album? I'm trying to think of what message. Cause a lot of those were like party songs. Yeah. I mean, I think get together would fit in nicely. And you know, Isaac has that middle Eastern flair that would kind of blend into come alive, get together into come alive. Yeah. There we go. There, yeah. I mean, even so, so sorry fit some of the, like, you know, me too, human nature themes. But um, mm, true. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, wait. Hashtag times up. Right. <laughs> um, I wait. Okay. So I have a couple more quick stories about some oh, of the Please feel free. Um, so Polaroid moment. Another night. Um, I appreciate the fan who who did it because I feel like he fell on the sword for all of us. Um, so this <laughs> this was the night it went for about four thousand, I think, and um, he actually had the guts to ask her something I was wondering but would never ask her, which was, "Can you sign the Polaroid?" <gasps> oh, yeah, and... and she said, "Oh, fuck off," <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was brilliant. She goes, mm-hmm. she goes. The Polaroid should be enough. <laughs> oh my God, Madonna's turning into Sandra Bernhardt. <laughs> oh God, I'm sure Sandra Bernhardt would be annihilated to hear that. But I loved it because, like, you know, we were all thinking that, and I love that he asked her, and I loved, and it was the reaction we all knew she would give. But you know, he was the one that fell on the sword <laughs> to get it. So, um, so I, I love that moment. Um, and then, what was the other thing I was going to tell you guys? Um, It'll come back to me, but I were you were you schmoozing with celebrities? Like, did you oh, like right. pee next pee next to somebody <laughs> that famous? Yeah, and, were you sitting on Jimmy Kimmel's lap? Yeah, or, give us some deeds. Yes, all of the above. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> so you had some private time in a bathroom stall with some unnamed celebrity, yes, but you'll yes, give us the hint. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll tell you when we stop recording. Uh, <laughs> um, no, uh, so <laughs> disclaimer: I'm you know I'm so crazy about Madonna that when I'm at a Madonna show, I'm not as aware of like the people around me. (laughs) So most of the celebrities that I saw were because like my friends pointed them out. Um, not because I can't spot them, but just because like, I'm just not looking. Um, so, so we saw a friend of the podcast, uh, Guillermo. He was at one of my shows. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, my friend actually went up to him. Uh, he's super nice. Um, yeah, game yeah, was yeah, great. Yeah. Um, I didn't because again, like I'm just I'm there for Madonna. I don't really <laughs> um <laughs> but uh so so he was there one night. Um my friend also saw Alan Ball. Do you know who that guy is? Oh yeah, he uh did uh Six Feet Under and American Beauty. Show. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So um he was there one night and we saw um I don't know if you guys know the um there's this uh, famous drag show in Vegas um called uh, like Divas or something. Um, I think it's called Legends. Yes. So the guy who yeah. is, that's his show. He like does Joan Rivers in the show and stuff. He was there. I think his name is Frank Marino. Yes, that's oh, exactly what his excuse name is. Up. Thank Tony you. Tony is prepared. <laughs> yeah. I've seen the show. He does a Tony great share. Knows. He does a really good share. Yeah. So he was there. He was actually two rows in front of me in VIP yesterday and he did not stand at all. Um, <laughs> well, you know, he's in heels he's all the time. <laughs> his feet hurt. Um, wait, but I mean, it was fine. I was in back of him. So it's not like I was, my standing was bothering him. Um, <laughs> uh, so I saw him. Um, obviously, Kim Kardashian and Courtney were there. Um, who else did I see? 
Now, a well, question about the Kardashians. Did you see if they were like sitting there waiting the whole time or did they like swoosh in at the very last minute? I didn't see, but I believe they swooshed in because um, that the seat where Kim was was really awkward. Like it clearly was not her regular seat. And then she made reference to Courtney being in back of her. So I think their seats were actually like mm-hmm. a row or two Second in back. Row, yeah. Right? yeah. I see. Um, but uh, yeah, so obviously there was celebrities. Um, I heard a rumor that Christina Aguilera went, but I don't think that's true. Ooh. Mm. She would have had her up in, in one of the chairs, right? She would have, definitely. Yeah. So in addition to the tour book uh, that you received, because you are a very important person. Cop- what coffee kind of table merch? book. <laughs> yeah, coffee. Oh, ex- I stand corrected. <laughs> coffee table book. Um, what other merch did you buy and what, what merch do you like? Oh, so I actually have a story with that, um, too. So I bought, I bought the tour program. Um, I bought the, the sleeping mask and then Stefan, I bought the tour jacket. Yeah. I'm telling you, you you don't regret it. Oh, I love it. I, I'm Mm. obsessed with it, but here's the thing. And I want your guys' honest opinion and there's no judgment. So when I went to go, We'll see. Well, we will see about yeah. that. <laughs> when we went to go buy the merchandise, I, I, you know, I did it. I did it all on my first night that I was there, so I didn't have to deal with it the other nights. And so, I bought the jacket with these other things, and then they tell me my total, and it's like you know, a hundred something. Like it's not. It's not the jacket was was clear. Yeah, something. the jacket was clearly not included. And my friend was standing right next to me, and she gave me a look, and I thought that look was you should be honest and be, be do the right thing. So I did. And I told them, Hey, I don't think you included the jacket and they go, Oh shoot. And then, and then they, they, oh they fix God. it. And then they go, Oh yeah. Big difference. Huh? Um, oh, and then can you, oh, so you almost got a free tour. <laughs> yes. Jacket? And, but you would have, you would have felt bad about it. Well, though. okay. You sound like an honest kind of guy. So my, my friend was like, after we left the booth, my friend was like, why did you say anything? And I was like, oh my God, you gave me a look. I thought you would judge me if I I didn't say anything. (laughs) But she tried to make me feel better. And she was like, she was like, maybe, you know, you'll have good karma. And then guess what? Yeah. The next day is when I got the second $10 ticket. So I was like, yeah. See, I was going to say that Madonna karma would have slapped you in the ass. You would have like, I don't know what would have happened, but it wouldn't have been good. Yeah. Madonna karma is a real thing. I I will talk about it in a future episode, but yeah, it's, so, don't don't mess with it. So what <laughs> what would you guys have done? I would have said something because I get nervous around things like that, and I probably would be living with the guilt. And, oh yeah, totally. You know, but I think Stefan would have just run. No, out of that's not true. <laughs> well, I look. Since I, you well, actually I, bought, I bought one like me, so like honestly, would you? Would you? And no judgment if you hadn't, because I kind of regretted it after too. No, I think I no, I would have been one of those people that like if 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 I was ringing it up with other items and they were weren't charging me for it, I would have been like, uh, no, I think you have to charge me for this. Like when I buy something from Chipotle <laughs> and they don't add the guac charge on. I, <laughs> tell them about the guac charge you know like it's two dollars mm-hmm. and i'm like no 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 you have to put that on but does it because make a difference that this isn't two dollars this is yeah look, well, look, trust me, that's, that's, it is a lot of money for that tour jacket and you know that that tour jacket does not cost 350 dollars no. to make no. it's probably like ten dollars okay but i want to know from michael cooper like how do you like 
fit? Are you happy you bought it? Uh, do you like the red versus the yeah. black? <laughs> Which one uh, do you wear red during the day, black at night? Oh, like an evening look, a day yeah, like, look? Like if you go to WeHo, is it black? Or, you know, Are you parading like, around in it in your pajamas? Whoa, is it whoa, warm whoa, guys. Whoa, when whoa. it gets cold at night? <laughs> I don't believe uh, Stefan has answered all these questions about his jacket yet. But, <laughs> no, no, no. no. I both, Tony hears me before we podcast, and he's heard more than enough about the tour jacket. Um, so first of all, I do have to say, I don't know if this was the case in BAM, but I did not wear my tour jacket at all in the theater because it was ridiculously hot. And I know... Uh, I keep hearing that about LA. Yeah, yeah. I know no, she was, doesn't... I, I, know I she, sweated sorry, my yeah. ass off wearing that tour jacket, <laughs> just so you know, because it was warm weather when we were going mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. Madame X and it got cooler towards the later shows. But that first, the first two shows, I was sweating my ass off and I was like, I don't care. I've paid enough money for this jacket and I'm wearing it. <laughs> I, yeah, I like, I sweat easily and I was like sweating every single night. It was so hot in there. And I know she has a thing about AC and I know it's been hot in other, um, other, you know, tours, but I think it's different in an arena. Like there's more air circulation. Um, and I don't, again, I hadn't heard this out of Chicago and bam. So I don't know if the Wiltern was especially hot. Um, but it was like, everyone was on the same page. Like, so I, I pretty much wore shorts and a tank top to every single show, even though I didn't really want to, because I was just like, I want to be as comfortable as I can. Um, but like people passing by me were like, Oh, I see you got the memo as they were like fanning themselves and stuff. (laughs) Um, so people dressed up. Um, yeah, there was a few, actually my friend who I went with on the first night for the $10 tickets, uh, dressed in this like material girl inspired outfits. And it was really awesome. Um, there was a few people who were dressed up. Um, and there was a lot of people who were dressed nice, but again, I think they were regretting that (laughs) because Uh it was so hot in there. Um, but yeah, so the tour jacket, so I did not wear it at, in any of the shows, but, um, I think it depends what I'm wearing, whether I like the the red or the black side. I kind of like them both, honestly. And that's what I keep telling my friends when they say how crazy I am about spending $350. I was like, it's a reversible jacket. So I really just spent $175 on each one. You yeah. sure did. <laughs> and every time you wear it, it gets cheaper. You divide the price of the coat by how many times you wear it and that's how much it costs so yeah wear it a hundred times and it'll be three dollars and fifty cents now i don't know <laughs> if you guys noticed in the instagram video on madonna's feed the day that the kardashians were there she's wearing a jacket that is oh, yes, not I for sale that. and i want it i want that oh. I know. <laughs> madonna has to stop wearing jackets period because <laughs> i'm telling you it started with desperately seeking susan and ever since then the blonde ambition tour jacket oh um, my that's god that's why the tour, i'm so happy that i got the madame x jacket but that's it no more jackets madonna. <laughs> um oh and th- that was one thing too she uh she put on a a fur one of the nights i was there um oh. it was actually it was the first night no one no one came up for the Polaroid at first on the first night. Um, the first night I was there, not the first night of the tour of the LA shows. Um, and so she was like, I'm going to sit here and wait. And then, uh, she, <laughs> and then she was like, can someone bring me out my jacket? And they brought, and she said it was fake, but it was this, this big fur jacket. And then she was like, there's a draft in here. And literally the entire theater was like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Madame X is a comedian. <laughs> um, but anyway, so yeah, I mean, I think that that kind of covers it as much as we can in in the time of the this podcast. But it was just it was an amazing experience, and and having that moment for me with Frozen, like I'm 
I'm always going to now remember this, this show and this tour. And Aww. yeah, honestly, like I think my all time favorite Madonna tour that I've seen is confessions and it probably will always be, but I honestly think this was probably, even though they're not comparable to this isn't comparable to her other tours. This is probably my second after confessions now. Hmm. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, I, I loved it. So yeah, LA ends on Monday night. Uh, that's November 25th. And then Madame X is going to celebrate Thanksgiving and then she'll be going to Boston after that, which, yep. yeah, it seems kind of like an odd choice, but you know, she'll be doing Boston, Philadelphia, and I'm, I, I'm getting the feeling that Stefan will somehow end up in. No, Philadelphia. don't. I'm trying not to think about. <laughs> I know Philadelphia is my hometown, and I'm like, I, I always see her in Philly, and I have such good experiences with her in Philly, and it's sort of killing me that to not go. But never say never. Never say never. Yeah, Anything's I mean, possible. And I mean, I know it's it, people. If you're listening to this podcast and you have a free ticket that you want to give to somebody. <laughs> Tony and mm-hmm. Stefan would appreciate it. Yeah, support your local podcast. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, t- I told you yesterday, like, I, I'm still tempted to get some kind of cheap ticket for the mm-hmm. last show tomorrow night in- unless I, I win the $10 one again. Um, but, Send that selfie in. You know? uh, oh, yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, one other thing I wanted to tell you guys. So uh, you guys saw Nikki and Donna, right? When they were in. Yeah, I was just going to ask you about that. Just give us your like quick impressions on the Nikki and Donna show, uh, the venue in LA, because I'm interested in. Yeah, where do they have that? Where do they have it? So it was in this lounge in um, a hotel in WeHo called The Standard. Um, I didn't, honestly, I didn't even know they had this lounge in there. Um, it was a pretty cool little space. Um, Mm -hmm. like I, I liked the, the venue and it was actually hot in there too. I was like, is Madonna making an appearance here? (laughs) Um, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, I thought, I mean, they sounded amazing. Um, they did, I'm not, I don't know what, what they did when, uh, you guys saw them. I'm assuming it's probably similar. Um, they did a lot of, you know, original songs and then little bits and pieces of like, they did little bits of causing a commotion, live to tell, open your heart. Oh, and then the the kid from the open your heart video, Chris was there and they brought him on stage. Oh, oh my fun. God. Yeah. How old yeah. is he now? Oh, he's like in his like fifties. It looked like, um, forties, fifties, I guess. Uh, there, it's is on my not? Instagram. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, oh, at least like, not to me, to some people maybe. Um, yeah. but, uh, yeah, so he was there. Um, and then, you know, of course they did Rain. The one disappointment I had was they call it songs and stories, and I wanted some more and some better stories. Um, mm. I, yeah, like, well, but see, I think a lot of people are going there thinking that they're going to dish about Madonna. And it's like they're sort of just introing certain songs by saying, we've toured around mm-hmm. and we've had these great experiences. And it's sort of fun to hear them sort of like, relive those moments but yeah they're not being salacious which i which yeah. i think is good yeah i mean what i took away from the show is that this is a celebration of their friendship that spans you know what three decades yeah. and i yeah i mean just to see them together is enough of a gift wouldn't you say oh yeah no i loved it and um uh question though i don't know mm. if they ended their show for you with all through the night by cindy lopper which i love that song but is that shade that they closed with a cindy lopper song I don't know. I mean, I, I thought it was an odd choice too. I was like, hmm, not yeah. time after time, but. <laughs> or not Madonna. Right. Or maybe I mean, they're. Like, yeah. Like, I'm like, obviously, like, we love them, but yeah. we're also there because we love Madonna. Like, why not close with the Madonna song? But, but I did have a thought, though. I thought, hmm, are they 
kind of like doing a sneaky audition for uh, a slot in the True Colors tour, you know? Because oh, you, know, you never know. You what... never know. And actually, you know, I, I, I'm sure you know about this. The, the True Colors concert is going to be in L.A. this year, and the lineup is amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to try and cover that for L.A. Weekly. Otherwise, what, I probably what is can't it? afford is it. Like it. A... Like a festival? Well, no, it's, uh, you know, Cindy Lauper does the show every year. You know, it's the True Colors concert and it's for, you know, for various charities, but she invites all her friends to come and do performances. You know, mm-hmm. this year it's like Belinda Carlisle and um, I forget who else, but it, it's an enviable show. I mean, I, I'd love to go see it, but you're going to be there, Michael Cooper, and I want you to report your ass off. Yeah, <laughs> if, if, if they let me in, <laughs> if they could have let me in. <laughs> Um, Just yeah, flash definitely. that tour jacket and your little badge, and in you go. <laughs> so, uh, briefly before we go into your Madonna journey, you also uh, attended the Like a Prayer documentary screening in LA, which um, I know that they're they're touring it around the country. What did you think? Uh, I loved it. I mean i I thought that you know it was actually kind of cool because I had heard some of their stories on your podcast before I saw the screening. So I Mm -hmm. like already knew these people. Um, (laughs) It felt like, but yeah, especially that the, the last story with the, about the kid who she, you know, flew to go see her. And I think it was the Philippines. Yeah. In the Philippines. Uh, Yeah. Like that was an amazing story. And that, that made me so happy. And yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was a, a cool project and, and I, I definitely enjoyed it. Um, there, it was, there wasn't a ton of people at the screening, but there was, uh, there was a handful of people. Very cool. So tell us about your Madonna journey. How did you become acquainted with this lady that <laughs> likes to take your money? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, I know I was like, I was like $10 tickets. Thank you for giving a little back to me. Yes. <laughs> like no, after, I, I, after I all totally these years. Agree. <laughs> I, um, I was telling everyone, you know, it's like, I, I feel like after all these years of supporting her and, you know, just blindly giving over money, you know, we, we get this opportunity as fans to just kind of show up for her. And yeah, I think that's, I, I honestly here. think, yeah, I think that's amazing. And it's, it actually, I think is like really awesome of her. Cause I don't think she does that a lot. Um, uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's but, why the, the, the one thing I loved about, um, when we went to what was oh, I'm blanking on the tour MDNA when they had mm-hmm. the the Golden Triangle that's I loved that because you just had to win those tickets mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and and I, I think that with um you know the the tickets they gave they were four rows from the top but I was like hey at least you didn't give us the last row yeah. um you're but, in the room uh, for ten right. bucks you know that's, exactly yeah I was like Pete like coworkers and stuff thought I was crazy I was like you don't understand. I will see Madonna as many times as I can for $10. <laughs> That's funny. You mentioned your coworkers because every day people would ask me like, are you okay? I was like, no, it's the Madonna. I was like, again. <laughs> and it, it just turned out that all the shows I went to see, um, well, actually, except the the two Saturday night shows, they were, you know, during the week and it was rough. Yeah. Two weeknight shows, two weekend shows and the weeknight shows were definitely rougher. Oh yeah. That's, a, that's the other thing I was going to say about, uh, the like a prayer screening, like all power to the people who were spotlighted there. Because like I said, at the beginning, like I've done four shows now and I am like exhausted. So I don't, I do not know how they go to so many shows, but all all power to them. Yeah. (laughs) Um, They they live a nocturnal existence. I know. (laughs) As does Madonna apparently. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But anyway, okay. So my Madonna journey. So it's actually kind of, like weird and funny. So, um, my parents are, we're Jewish and I'm gay, but they're uh, very big Republicans. Um, so I grew up 
uh, listening to like the Beatles and country music pretty much. And that was it. Um, except they liked Weird Al Yankovic. And so my, my first exposure to actual popular music. I know where from, this is going. <laughs> yeah. Came, came from Weird Al. And so, uh, literally the first, the first albums I bought myself were because, you know, I had heard this, you know, like a surgeon, I think it was. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I went to, you know, I think it was where it was called warehouse when back when there were record stores. Um, and I went and I bought the like a virgin album and I bought the immaculate collection. Um, and those were the very good start, Michael. Yes. Yes. And like, those are the, and I feel like, um, you know, what was that line that, um, that Sean Hayes says in the Will and Grace episode Madonna's in to her, like he says something like, as a gay man, I'm oddly drawn to you or something. Yes. 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 So same. So I feel like it was, that was kind of it. Like, you know, I, Weird Al was my gateway, but like, I was just drawn to her. And so then, you know, I just, I kept buying more and more albums and, you know, videos and stuff like that. And this was around when I was like, um, I would say eight or nine. Um, like I was lucky enough to, I, I liked her enough that I saw Avita in the theaters. Um, mm. Like, and I was 10 then <laughs> and actually Aww. funny, funny story. I remember I got sick after, um, like I, like I got like a flu or something and I was starting to get like a fever in the theater and I was really hot. Um, and so I remember my mom talking to someone after they found out I was sick and she was like, yeah, I just thought he was having the hots for Madonna. Like, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, and then, um, that wouldn't my, have been the movie that you would have gotten the hots for. I yeah. know. <laughs> like maybe body of evidence or, you know, like maybe even Dick Tracy. D- oh, totally. Dick Tracy. <laughs> She's yeah, wearing yeah. black She's underwear. She's wearing black underwear. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, also, not a Vita, you know, like, I know also I love her, but I probably don't like, you know, not in that way. Her. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, the first, the first tour I saw was drown world. Um, good, good. Well, that's a good one to start with. Did you see it in LA, Michael? I saw it in LA and actually, um, I forgot whose story it was. That it was Israel. Telling. Yes. Yes. So I actually saw, I think his concert was the one that was postponed from nine 11. Right. Uh, my concert was the first one after nine 11. Oh, um, wow. So my concert was on September 13th. I still remember. Um, and I, and I remember that there was a question on if it was going to still happen or not, because she had postponed the the one on the 11th. Um, but yeah, she obviously still did it. And I, I went with my dad because I was like 14 or 15 years old. <laughs> um, so yeah, I went with my dad to the concert and I just remember, um, it had just aired on HBO. So I had just seen it on HBO like two weeks before. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I remember pointing out to my dad, like all of the differences that she did because of nine 11, like, mm-hmm. like she, you know how, like in that one part in the beginning, she like shoots the dancer. Um, mm-hmm. so like she didn't do that. She like picked up the she gun, just put and, the gun down. I think. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So like, that was all kind of interesting. Um, and yeah, so drown world was my first tour after that. And wait, I have a question. What did your yeah. dad think of the pornographic anime interlude? <laughs> I don't think we talked about it. <laughs> it was a very quiet ride home. <laughs> I I honestly like, I mean, it was 2001. So first of all, I feel like the LGBT community, especially for a Republican family who didn't have any other gay people in the family, like it wasn't 
very much on their radar. So the whole mm-hmm. evening for him was probably very, you know, where the hell am I? Right. Um, yeah. But also she was, she's also like a legend and, and she was already like an icon at that time. Yeah. So, and he and, likes m- music. So he was also a little bit excited to be like, you know, well, I get to see Madonna. I actually asked him recently about, uh, about it, not about the Japanese anime specifically. Right. Um, and he said he doesn't really remember any of it at all. So well, all you know right. what, if you, th- if you think <laughs> about it though, Drowned World was not particularly gay. I mean, there's no Vogue. No, exactly. You know, no, I, I'm, there was I'm not, no, but there was some great anthemic Madonna songs. Oh in that yeah, show. yeah. I mean, but I mean, there was nothing campy. It was very serious. Oh no, it was very, not camp. It was very no, no, no. artsy. Well, maybe the little funny song that she did. Oh, that's that was so weird. Camp. That's just weird. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm even talking about like not even the show, like the crowd. You know, like oh yeah. <laughs> um, but uh. Yeah. Uh, what else do you guys want to know? I mean, after that, you know, it's kind of it been... It was just love at first sight after you just were addicted afterwards and you couldn't stop. Yeah. And I mean, <laughs> I, Ray, like I like I said, Ray of Light was the first album release I experienced. Um, mm-hmm. And that was really fun. I literally remember coming home from uh, from school every day and checking TRL to see like what number it was on. Um, and like the I music did that too, video. but I was coming home from work. um and i remember sorry (laughs) and i um and i also remember uh funny polaroid moment oh my god by the way there are there are fake polaroids in the back of the coffee uh coffee table book there are three fake madame x polaroids like pictures of her but they're not real Right. They're like, but they look like Polaroids. I'll send you guys a picture of them. I just, oh. I, th- I thought that was hilarious. I have another Polaroid story. So my friend David went, I think last Tuesday and he was in the front row and he got a Polaroid from, I don't search, I find that flew out <gasps> from the stage. That's so awesome. But what, it's, but what it, did but it actually it, look like? <laughs> it's, it's a Polaroid of Marvin, one of the dancers in that. Oh, yeah. boo. But it's still a Polaroid Madonna took. No, I want a Madonna yeah. Polaroid. <laughs> By the way, the Polaroid, the show before last night went only for a thousand. And I, I wasn't heard. there. I know. It like, was cheap. Yeah, I would have definitely bit on that. You'd and think so, with the celebrities there, they'd be doling out like 10 grand. I'm going to wait would, until the Polaroid's $1.99. <laughs> I don't think they know. That's what I was thinking too, but I feel like they don't know. And no one just carries that much cash on them. I, I, I honestly, Philadelphia, it's going to be prime opportunity because <laughs> people in Philadelphia are not going to pay thousands of dollars. Like they're just going to no. be like, I'll give it to you for 20 bucks. I'll give you a cheese steak for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Can you imagine? Um, okay. So as we do with every guest on the podcast, Ooh, we have Stefan's famous, famous rapid fire. Is it really famous? Oh, I know. I love, is I love, famous? this is honestly some of my favorite parts of oh, it's lightning episode. round. It's mm-hmm. lightning, yeah. the Madonna lightning round. We can't have a guest on and not do the Madonna lightning round. So without thinking too hard, it's mm-hmm. wherever you're at, Michael, in your Madonna journey today, um, <laughs> just off the top of your head. So top five favorite Madonna songs. Okay. Um, can I give you seven? <laughs> yes. Sure. Of, we'll make an exception. Sure, we will make okay, an exception. Thank you. Because okay, so like my all-time favorite four and that like they will always be my four favorite Madonna songs are Like a Prayer, Ray of Light, Deeper and Deeper in Vogue. So those so, are locked. Those are locked. Those are yeah. locked. Okay. Yeah. Yes. And then exactly. the three variables today. So the three variables, frozen for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. Um and then uh ever since she opened the Madame X tour and um I read about 
human nature and American life. Um, I've been listening to those a lot because I really like the fact that she sort of, uh, you know, reimagined them for today and made them like, not only showed that she was talking about like these issues, like time's up like 25 years ago, but like there, it's still relevant today. Mm -hmm. And I, and I really enjoy that. And so I've never actually been a huge fan of the American life song. And now I love it. I feel like she totally like reinvented that song for me, <laughs> like yeah. in a new light in yeah, 2019. I love that she sort of brought that back too. Cause it's amazing how far we've not come yeah. in the time. Right. And, and also like the rap, I feel like is that, at this point, it was it like we can say it's campy and fun, and at the time we were like, "What is going on?" Yeah, like yeah. it's honestly like it, I love that everyone loves that rap now because when she first did it, people were just like, "No, right, exactly." The whole song, I was kind of like, "Eh," like I was like, "It's okay," especially no, then when like she killed the amazing video, mm. um, and then. But now I love it. Like, and I literally can't stop listening to it. So yeah. I would say those those are my seven songs right now. <laughs> okay. We'll allow it this one time, Michael. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate Future that. Future <laughs> guests do not get crazy. Okay. Because it's, it's five. Uh, what are your top three Madonna tours? Um, even, if you've would... not, even if you've not seen them all. Live. Okay, like well, live, in person. Okay. Well, that would probably then be Blonde Ambition because I just think that's like iconic. And I know your other question is favorite uh, Madonna look. And that is my favorite. Like the the classic, you know, gold corset from the first act is like, that's my favorite all-time Madonna look, even ponytail or curly. Mm. curly okay, hair. I was going to say, is care. it ponytail? It's very divisive. Yeah. People, yeah. No, people I, I, like, I like them both. Sometimes it's the ponytail camp or the curly hair camp. And yeah, I don't know no. if you actually, if you listened to um, the work, podcast uh that uh lewis extravaganza hosts um mm -hmm. they had carlton on the show uh the other week and they talked about how she did she changed the hair because it was pulling too much and yeah it was starting to wreck her actual hair so that's why she went to the curly hair because she wanted to keep the ponytail but it was just too much yeah I, well honestly i think both look good but um did you notice that um so they were at the one of the LA shows. I was not at that show, but they were at you know um, Carlton, Kevin, and Lewis. Yes, yes, it was a blonde um, ambition reunion. Yeah. Did you know? Like, I don't think they saw her though, because they had pictures with like all the dancers and stuff, but not Madonna. I thought that was like I yeah. wish that they had gotten to see Madonna. Uh, um, yeah, I don't know how she handles who goes backstage. You know, because only, only Kim Kardashian and Kourtney Kardashian apparently. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Have, have, it yeah, looks and, like and, have gone backstage. And plus, I'm sure, you know, everyone listening is curious as well as I am uh, as to what her opinion of that film, Strike a Pose, is. Oh, yeah. For so. sure. I know her camp I know her camp has, has expressed their support, but okay. I, she has not said anything directly about it. Um, All right. All but, right, okay, so. Yeah, it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but, back, so back to tour. So Blonde Ambition, I'll always love Blonde Ambition. Like, that's the one concert i wish i had been able to see live um but then in terms of ones i've been to probably drown world because it was my first um you never reinvention you never forget your yeah. first right exactly reinvention because that was the first time i got to hear a bunch of like iconic songs that she didn't do on drown world right mm -hmm. um you know like vogue and like a prayer Susan stuff. McLeod. On preach. yeah um and yeah susan mcleod <laughs> always um, a fan favorite yeah um, and then probably, like I said earlier, Confessions. I just, that's like, if someone was like, what's the best concert you've ever seen? I was fourth row at Confessions at the Staples Center and mm -hmm. it was that. Yeah, it's, it was perfect. 
Oh, a um, magical moment. Uh, yeah. yeah. If I could go back in time to one Madonna show, it would be Confessions. Confessions. Yeah. Confessions. Oh, you guys would choose Confessions over No, yeah. no, I'm sorry. If I could go back in time to, to one Madonna concert oh, that I would attended to, it would be in case in case our <laughs> listeners didn't know, I've actually I've had the pleasure of dancing on stage with Madonna. <laughs> in, case, in case I've never mentioned it before. Oh, I would we, go back. We know. I, we know. Go, I would go back to that night. No, I would definitely go back to Confessions. I saw that one twice. The first time I went with friends and we were in, you know, kind of like the mezzanine area. And I said, screw you guys. I'm coming back and I'm going front row. Didn't get front row, but I ended up in like the third row and I was close enough to that disco ball that I could see my reflection on it. <laughs> yeah, I went, I went, um, I went twice. And the first time I went, it was actually, it was opening night because um, she opened that in LA and uh, her Kabbalah rabbi was in my row. Oh my oh, god! There you go. I, I, I know you heard this in a previous podcast, but um, the LA show—the first show for Confessions in LA—was the first one of the entire tour. And um, yeah, I remember my cousin calling me at four in the morning, and he's like, "She's on a cross. She's wearing a crown of thorns. This is crazy." And I was like, "Can't wait." Um, oh, I forgot one important thing on my Madonna journey. I met her once. What? Oh my god! Oh, come on. Okay. <laughs> First all right. of all, that you completely buried the lead here, Michael. This is very disappointing. I'm sorry, that I'm just, should have been I mean, the first I'm, thing you said. All right, this is great because we're yeah. going to close with that. Yeah, so thanks, everybody, us. for listening to the MLVC <laughs> podcast today. We'll talk to you next week. And- no, I, we would love to hear the story, and, uh, yeah, and then we'll wrap it up. That would be amazing. Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll make it quick. We so, saved um, the best for last. <laughs> um, sorry, I'm just I'm, I'm on a one-track like concert mind. No, this is great. Madame this is a great way to finish, yeah. Uh, so... Um, she was, you know, when she was writing her kids' books, mm-hmm. um, so she had a book signing, you know, she was doing book signing. So she had one in LA for Mr. Peabody's Apples, mm-hmm. um, because I don't think classic, she had one here for, for English Roses. I know, right? I like that book. <laughs> you know, it's actually, I'm Jewish and, you know, it's actually based on like a Jewish story mm-hmm. like that. I learned, I went to Jewish like school. We learned it in school. <laughs> um, but anyway, so, uh, so she was doing a book signing, and uh, this was back in, uh, it was in 2003, and um, I don't even know if radio, I don't even listen to the, the radio really anymore, but um, <laughs> the radio stations here, were, like, used to have these points that you could, like, accumulate and enter contests with. Um, so I had points, and they were having a contest. I even remember there was four radio stations here, including Radio Disney, by the way, um, <laughs> that were giving away 250 uh 250 like tickets each, um, to go to this book signing. Um, and so, you know, I entered like all my points and stuff for the radio station. And then I remember I was even writing back then. Um, I was writing for my high school paper and I remember I was like, I have to be there even if I don't win. So I remember (laughs) I reached out to the publisher in high school. I was, it was, I think I was a junior. Um, I reached out to the publishers of the book. book? Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. And, and asked them, if I could cover it for my high school paper. Um, and they said, yes. And so the, the way the event was, is that she invited a group of school kids and then she read the book to them. And then after that was when she was going to meet the, um, meet everyone who won the radio contest and give them their signed book. She was not signing them there. They were pre-signed. Right, by of course. Her. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so they gave me, credentials to attend the book reading so i was like okay cool i'm gonna at least be there no matter what and like i took some pictures of her at the book reading but then the night before uh, i got a call from the radio station 
that uh, the contest I entered online that I won that. Um, and so I was actually going to get to meet her and get a signed book as well as go to the, the reading thing she was doing. Right. Um, and I was, I think I was 16 or 17 at the time. And so since I wasn't 18, um, they said that I had to have a parent or guardian as my guest. <laughs> so I brought my mom with me. Well, of course, um, because your dad went to Drown World Tour, so right. mom, mom had to get some love. It's only fair. Right, yeah. right. Also, like, we had to be there in, like, like the middle of the day. So um, so my dad couldn't miss work, and my mom is, like, a teacher, so she just <laughs> – she got a substitute. <laughs> um, but anyway, so, uh, yeah, basically, I got to take some pictures of her doing the reading, um, which I still have. And then, uh, there were no pictures for the meet and greet portion, the radio contest. Um, but yeah, I remember she was sitting on a stool. She was like surrounded by like four people. Um, like, you know, I think there was like Liz Rosenberg at the time, her publicist, and then like her manager, her manager at the time and maybe her assistant anyway. Oh, I see. um, When you said four people, I envisioned it was like just backup dancers or just like hot shirtless men just flanking her. Yeah. yeah. No, No, I wish. Sort of like in the bedtime story performance from Mm -hmm. the, from the, the, her European performance. Oh yeah. No, no. It was totally like that in the middle of a borders books and music. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but, uh, anyway, so I remember she was on a stool, like, um, you know, on a couple steps up. And so you would like, the line, you know, would stop at the bottom of the steps. And then when she was ready, you would go up and shake her hand and she'd give you a, 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 the book. And so I remember I shook her hand and, um, it was, I remember her hands being very like frail and small and delicate. <laughs> um, and so I shook her hand and then I was like, I told her that I've been a fan of her since I was nine. Um, I was a late bloomer and I also had yellow braces at the time. Mm. Um, so I think she thought I was even younger than I was. Um, so she, when I told her I'd been a fan since I was nine, she got very warm and smiley and asked me how old I was. Um, yeah. And then when I told her I was like 16 or 17, (laughs) she, she wasn't as nice after that. Um, (laughs) like I think, I think she thought I was like, you know, 12 or something. Um, but anyway, so, uh, so, you know, I just, I told her how much she meant to me. And then, uh, my mom, you know, being the pushy Jewish mom that she was, uh, interrupted and tried to, uh, Ask Madonna if I could interview her for my high school paper. Oh, I love your mom. Um, God bless her. <laughs> Moms are there then, trying to help their sons. <laughs> and then at that point, then all the all the people around her were like, "No, I'm sorry, she can't. She doesn't have time." Like, all right, next, you know. So I'm, <laughs> I'm like, I appreciate my mom's effort, but I'm also a little teeny bit resentful that like I could have maybe had a little another moment with mm-hmm. Madonna. <laughs> You're like, mom. Um, yeah. <laughs> but then uh, I remember, I, yeah, <laughs> I know, right? Gosh, mom. Um, but then uh, I remember as I was leaving, uh, I shouted at her, when is the love profusion video coming out? Because that's what was coming out next. Mm-hmm. And she was like, soon. I was like, okay, I'm excited. And then that was it. Um, so that was the one time I met her. So I still have the, I have both, copies of Mr. Peabody's apples. Cause obviously my mom didn't care about keeping hers. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I have it like framed and I have my like press pass in there as well. Um, I can send you a picture if you want. Please do so. Sure. We'll put it on the Instagram page. Um, God, Michael Cooper, that is really cool. I love, as you know, I love Madonna close encounters and that was pretty good. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like, you know, that's a once in a lifetime thing that I'm happy I got to do. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously if I had my choice, 
of anything for her to sign, Mr. Peabody's apples wouldn't be my first choice. Yeah. But, um, but I'm, I appreciate I have anything signed by her. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to be that creepy fan that shows up with like a nude photo of her and you're like, please sign this. <laughs> yeah. No, but I would love her to sign my new coffee table book. Uh, yeah, oh, I'd, I'd love the coffee table book. So, Michael, we want to thank you for being on the show. This was such a fun conversation. We'd love to have you on again and tell everyone where they can find you, where they can read you. You know, not yes. not read you, but you know, read yeah. your work. no reading, no reading. <laughs> I, I, I'm sure they'll read me. I, I've been read before for some of my articles. Someone one time called me, uh, like commented on one of my articles, and they called me uh, Michael Cooper Pooper Scooper. Oh, oh, geez, <laughs> kind of catchy though. <laughs> it's because uh, it was because I didn't love uh, an Ariana Grande concert, and they oh, wow. did. <laughs> As a Madonna uh-huh. fan, you, there's standards set here too, and if you I know, you know I mean, like, I didn't sorry. hate it. Especially Ariana, who should know better because she is a big Madonna fan, you know? Mm, she's got that blind yeah. and ponytail forever on her head. So, I mean, for on. life. <laughs> yeah, seriously. My, my friend joked that she has that because it covers a bald spot. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, I like Ariana. But, so, yeah, where can everyone find you? Yes. So, uh, on Instagram and uh, just on Instagram, it's mjcooper831. Um, C-O-O-P-E-R-831 and then uh, just laweekly.com if you search for Time for Tea you can find my column I also write stuff not for my column so um, like I just did a, a cover story for last week's issue on Tama Finland oh nice oh, um, that's good I'll be really yeah, good. Good. that was good homework yeah oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> no uh, no it, it was fun and it was it's interesting because I don't know um, not to get into this but they're they're having all these censorship issues with uh Instagram and Facebook deleting their posts and their accounts mm-hmm. um, for violating community standards. And it's so ridiculous. It's kind yeah. of like, yeah. And it's kind of like, you know, we went through this already, like yeah. with all these other mediums. And now it's like, now we have to fight it again for uh, social media because it's like, it, you know, if there's a, a picture of a heterosexual couple doing the same thing as a gay couple, the gay one gets taken down and not the heterosexual. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I go through and report heterosexual couples doing stuff on Instagram all the time. I'm going to start oh, doing that too. just for fun. I don't, you know, yeah, if, I I don't see them, if I see a happy couple <laughs> picking apples, report. <laughs> yeah. Because why? <laughs> it's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So go to laweekly.com. You can search for Time for Tea, or I believe you can even search for my name, or you can just Google like LA Weekly Time for Tea or LA Weekly Tom of Finland or whatever. We're going to um, promote you on the podcast. Don't you worry, Michael. <laughs> cool. Ladies and gentlemen, um, say thank you to Michael Cooper. Thanks for giving us a little LA fun, a little window into the will turn. Yeah. yeah, no, thank you guys. And seriously, thank you so much for doing this. Like, I know you guys also have jobs and stuff. So like, it's, it's really awesome to, to have this because, you know, I, you've said it a million times, I can't talk to my friends about this stuff. So. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, this is, this is a safe space for us Madonna fans, you know, I mean, I, it's been my dream coming true every week where I get to talk to people and hear these stories. And I, I you know, I, I love hearing where you come from and where you're going in your Madonna journey. This is great. Yeah, well, thank you guys again. All right, everyone. That is this week's episode. We are very excited for our next one, which will actually be our 25th episode. Can you believe that? Get out of here. Already? Quarter life. Oh, my God. How time flies. So, uh, yeah. How far we've come. How far we've come. So, yes, you can find us on Luminary, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, 
Spotify and anywhere that podcasts are available. Oh my God, and we're everywhere. Breathing and living, <laughs> they, you know, that's that's where you'll find us. Also, you can find us on Instagram at MLBC Podcast, and you can reach us through our website, MLBCPodcast.com. Until next I bet time. Adam, I bet Madam X is a, a, a podcaster as well. Not yet. Uh, not yet. No, we keep asking for her to come on this podcast. But we'll, uh, you know, we're working towards one day, that. Madonna. One day. One day. That would be amazing. That would be amazing. amazing. All right, everyone. We'll talk to you guys next time. See ya. Thanks for joining us. <laughs>